This is a HeadGum Original. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Mabel, can you do something for me, baby? Yes. Do one thing for yes. me. Can you just hold me one more time? <laughs> What bring you by here, honey? I just wanted to have a nice dinner, everybody together. You need to help her with her kids. Can't nobody bring a family together like you can. No. Hallelujah! Girl, I will stump a mud hole in your skinny, bougie... What's a mud hole? Byron, I want my money. What are you talking about? Byron! Stop, stop. Listen, we ain't together, okay? Let me help you get these children over here. Yes. Woo! I ain't going. I'm so glad you're here. Lower your voice. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> Everybody here's Medea. I'm dumb, Diddy. You're on the roll, girl. You're on the roll. Shake that. <laughs> Medea's big happy family. Can I take your order? Give me a ham, egg, and cheese biscuit. We out of ham. You out of ham. <laughs> we got no damn ham. Oh! I'm taking everything you got. of our third season of Newcomers. It's me, Nicole Byer. I'm Lauren Lapkus. Oh boy, we are working our way through <laughs> Tyler Perry's A Body of Work for the very first time with the help of Perry scholars, super fans, and sometimes people who've contributed. Uh, this season will be 10, maybe 15. We don't know yet. Maybe 13. I don't know. We love watching We have Tyler to keep Perry. going, and nothing has ever gone faster than these first eight episodes. I'm like, I we know. are zooming through this. It is so fun. 
So much fun. So today we've experienced another film within the Medea cinematic universe, the real MCU, Medea's big happy family from 2011. And we're going to revisit some movies, TV shows in the weeks to come. And if you want to watch the movie, it's on, um, oh, it's on Netflix, HBO, and Amazon Prime, as well as for a small fee on Apple TV and Google Play if you want to pay for it. Uh, Obviously, (laughs) we're going to spoil the movie. So if you want to watch it first, go do that. I would highly recommend it personally. Um, Before we bring in our guest, Nicole, what did you think of the movie? Okay. You texted me. You were like, I am laughing. I cried. I also laughed and I found my, I was, I woke Did up early cry? to watch this. So at like 1130 in the morning, I was like sobbing over this death. <laughs> and I, at one Dude, point was like, it's Nicole. so intense. The few, I mean, this movie truly goes everywhere that it could yes. possibly go. It's very, very funny. It's really sad. Mm-hmm. It's, but then it's that it ends on a really funny note again. Cause actually when it was like the funeral, I was like, so he's just going to end a comedy with a funeral. Like, but yep. who does this? But then he didn't. He made it insane. Oh, my end. God. The last three minutes of this movie, Lauren, I was laughing <laughs> so hard. It was so funny. And the bloopers were great. I mean, oh, I didn't watch the bloopers. I should have watched around the bloopers. For the bloopers. They're really good. <laughs> <laughs> I truly was like, and this movie is like an hour and 45 minutes. It went pretty fast. I feel like when Medea yeah. is present, um, time flies. I... I mean, I love the whole thing with the fucking um, burger place in the beginning. Oh, it's my so funny. God. That was so good. Also, Tiana Taylor, I didn't know, acted. She was very funny. What do you know her from? She's a singer. Oh, oh, I don't and know And she's in the um, Kanye West music video. Doom, doom, doom. Nope, that's not how it goes. Wait, Uh-oh. yeah. Doom, doom. <laughs> Like, uh, okay, she's like banging on the floor um, and then she's like with her husband and they're like sexy and oiled up and then they're in a shower together. Um, How does the song go? Doom, doom, doom. Maybe our guest can help me, but she's also (laughs) looking at me like she doesn't fucking know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Doom, doom, doom. (laughs) Okay, well, let's bring our guests out. We're so excited for our guest today, Ray Sani. Ray is a comedian and writer who most recently wrote for the second season of HBO's A Black Lady Sketch Show, which we love. And mm-hmm. she's also the co-host of fellow HeadGum podcast, The Cast, with Ray and Jackie's with Jackie Sneal. Welcome, Ray. Hi. Oh, my God. Thank Ray, you so much for having me. We're so excited. She told me right before we started that she had never seen a Tyler Perry <gasps> film before. Welcome. Yeah. So this I is know, perfect. I'm... I, this was this is great for me. This was this this whole thing, the idea of coming and talking to you guys about my first Tyler Perry experience was like a delight. Everything I, happened well. After, I think this is a good well. movie too as it an is. introduction to the Tyler Perry universe. Wait, do you know what song I'm talking about? The Kanye West song where Tiana Taylor's in the video. I know the video and I know the song, doom, but I don't know doom, the name. Doom. But okay. that was Tiana Taylor. I think froze all of Black America for like two minutes and thirty mm-hmm. something seconds because she's doing sick choreography. Yes, and her like every muscle like possible for a human being to have she uses and flexes while dan- it's incredible wow. she's also a really good singer her last album she has since she's retired she's very talented but her last album was so good 
Lauren, maybe you rem- remember her from my sweet, what is that? My beautiful sweet 16. Oh, my super sweet 16. My sweet 16. I just was Googling this and th- th- I did watch like all of that show. Yeah. So, so I probably, at the time she was like, it. <laughs> she, was, she was like signed to Pharrell. So Pharrell paid for her to have like a huge sweet 16. Oh, wow. Yes, 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 yes. What yes. a treat. But now she's like our age, I think. Yeah. I think, maybe so. I think she's younger. a little younger. I think she's like 32, 31. It says yeah. she's 30. It's fade, um, fade, yes, fade. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how any song goes. <laughs> I like your version. Thank doom, you. Doom, doom. <laughs> sounds real dumb. Doom, doom. <laughs> oh so my wait. god. Okay, go ahead. Right, you've never seen like a TV show of Tyler Perry's. You've never seen a movie. Have you seen clips at all? Yeah, I've seen stuff. You don't you don't live in America and have not seen <laughs> something, Tyler Perry. Um, and my mom is, you know, a very typical middle aged African woman. Like she just likes whatever syndicated sitcoms on television, <laughs> and she's often getting her life to meet the pains and something the Browns and all of this stuff. Like she loves. And she just puts on the own network, which is probably just Tyler Perry's <laughs> stuff, right? So I've seen stuff in passing. And I know that guy, Mr. Brown, because of his, like, outrageous colored beard. We gotta and talk about Mr. Brown because I'm starting to feel like Mr. Brown is... I'm I, I'm still confused. Like, we watched we watched Meet the Browns in the yes. last episode. And we understood now that, that, okay, he's the father of that woman that of he in real life is married father, right? to. Yeah. Yes. But they're married. It comes up at the top of this movie. And I yes. swear to God... I Googled, I tried to Google a Medea family tree and <laughs> it like was so confusing. It was so confusing. Well, it's because Medea is related to so many people. And when you get into this storyline of this movie, the family tree is very mixed up. I mean, yeah. by the time you get to the end. I actually can't figure out, wait, how is Medea related to Loretta Divine? She's oh her, my God. she's her auntie. Oh, okay. Because Shirley, I I had to look this up like three times. (laughs) Shirley Loretta Devine is the daughter of the very rude Miss Aunt Bam, who's hilarious. The funniest thing. Funny. Like the opening scene at the doctor, I was like, this is hysterical. <laughs> then it went on too long. And I was uh-huh. like, this is sexual harassment. <laughs> oh my God, and then they got funny again. Do you love like, how they go on so long? Like, I feel like th- watching the bloopers was funny because at the end, like you see them improvise for a long time. And then Tyler Perry is like, and we cut. Like he lets it go forever. Mm-hmm. Almost to the point where it becomes not funny. And then he cuts it. But he, it's, it's almost weird because you're thinking, okay, he's directing this as he's in the scene. <laughs> like especially the moments when he's Medea in the scene directing it letting this person improvise but he also is going like okay it's not funny anymore okay well I'm gonna say cut in a second <laughs> like he's like debating when it's how long it should go on and there are points where he uses almost like not even the Medea voice when he's improvising I'm like he's not gonna use this like it's like it's <laughs> weird I mean they must have so much fun for the three days they shoot you know what I mean <laughs> like the best three days of your life. I gotta know how long this movie took to make. I, yeah, because, yeah, like, 
if you're only shooting for three days, that <laughs> hospital scene should not have taken 45 minutes to do. Oh I don't God. know why we did that. Why did we do that? And there's so much improv in that scene. Mm-hmm. When you go to like the, the, with the bloopers, like I think it's Mr. Brown talking to the doctor. He like asks him like, they, they just go on and on with like alt takes, like different lines he could mm-hmm. say. I mean, and everyone is so funny that you would definitely want them to do that, but they are moving so fast. Like what movie was it that was shot in eight days? Acrimony. Like it's it's <laughs> unbelievable. Days. You can tell. Yeah. I will say I did watch so I like cut it right at the beginning of the bloopers and I loved he was like, Your eyes are real? And he was like, Yes. And he was like, Okay, your eyes real. <laughs> I was like, Oh, is he gonna give you and then in the movie, the doctor, you can see him trying to not break. So and many that to people. me is so funny. There are so I many scenes it. where someone is just like smiling <laughs> on the side. <laughs> <laughs> like those kids like when Medea is like like mm-hmm. you know yelling at the kids and trying to get them to act better like they're just kind of like smiling at her like little devils it's so funny <laughs> oh wait and I gotta say the end of the movie you get a heavy traumatic thing that happened to I think Kim and it's mm-hmm. truly like it oh is my just God. like she was raped. Uh, <laughs> Go upstairs and talk to your husband about it. And you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> Medea, Medea is such an interesting character because, and especially in this movie, you get to see like the depth of the character. Like she is mm-hmm. so ridiculous and crazy, and like yells and is funny and whatever. But then she has like this power in the family where she's able to like put everyone in their place and like fix everything mm-hmm. and get everything right. And I was like, this is, this is a great character. Like she comes in and she's like, your kids are raised wrong. Like you were raised by your uncle and you need to tell your husband. Like, Oh my God, I just loved it. But what was so confusing to me was like, the movie could have been like, 20 minutes long because, <laughs> because all Shirley had to do was yes, call her. her kids individually. Yes. Like all she had to do was be like, I know you don't fuck with your sister right now, but Kimberly, <laughs> please call your sister because I have cancer and we need to settle our affairs. And it's going to be four weeks. And by the way, the picture of the cancer looked like a fucking x-ray of like vegetables. Like I was like, <laughs> I rewound it. I was like, what is that? I, I did not understand why we all needed to sit down in perfect harmony to hear that mom's dying in two no. weeks. I did not understand. Like, time is you, running out. Like you yes. have to tell Time is of the essence. Also, did she not tell them she had cancer at all? Ever. Because And she'd been battling it, she said, for seven years. Oh, they never knew it. The, <laughs> it's like, they never knew when it, she first had it? I don't think so. It doesn't because she didn't say it's back. She was like, I have cancer and I'm dying or whatever. And and even if like, let's say she had told them in the past, if this important scenario (laughs) where mom must talk to us, all of us together in one scene, in one setting to give us important news. And we remember mom has had seven years of mm-hmm. cancer. Wouldn't we deduce that she's but- about to die and we should chill out yes. a little bit? Instead, they're like, no, we will not sit down. Also, Tyler Perry loves to reveal things at a dinner table. It doesn't. Yes. Mean- 
And because and you unprovoked. have to watch what is it? Why did I get married? There's yeah. this whole oh, that's scene at the, the dinner scene. table. Honestly, I have since watching it, I have watched just that scene multiple times. <laughs> it's so fucking Wait. good. So well, they start with I don't want to ruin like, it. But. Well, okay. it's just so good because it's like it's a bunch of couples and they're on this like retreat and basically one of them like reveals what's going on with one couple, like tells the secret that they've been keeping, and then everyone just like unleashes mm-hmm. other secrets, and it's like so crazy and all the secrets are so crazy and you're like this is this is why i like tyler perry though because Uh the shit gets so crazy and real like i mean not real like in anything i've experienced but (laughs) real in like the sense that like he'll just make the craziest statement like you were raped by your uncle i'm like what it's a comedy like it's just like we can go there and and so the movie always keeps you on your toes like it's always Mm -hmm. interesting (laughs) and i will say tyler does something interesting so in the beginning of the movie comedy pure comedy then yes. the comedy gets undercut by like you're dying and then we get back to the comedy and i'm like that's not how anyone does it usually no. it's something serious that is then undercut but i was like honestly i liked it this way because i was like <laughs> oh no he does not care about structure no. there's no there's he's never studied how to write something no. like it's just however he wants it to go even the fucking like opening credits were like 20 minutes long i was eating dinner and i was basically done with it by the time it started i was like this cartoon that is playing of the whole so it was almost like a sitcom opening mm-hmm. of like everyone's got their thing and then you're like she has cancer Medea's mm-hmm. driving through a burger place <laughs> It reminded me of Bebe's Kids, the movie. (laughs) And I was like, I was like, okay. It it felt to me like Tyler Perry had watched, like Tyler Perry created a movie that used tropes from every single thing he had ever watched and ever Uh loved. And it was just like, okay, he likes this movie that he's seen with a sassy grandma. (laughs) And he likes this movie. Oh, definitely watched Soul Food 90 times and Uh, put that in there. I love Soul Food. Maybe that's why I love Tyler Perry so much. I love the drama. It's like heavy fucking drama. Yeah. That that, like the death scene. What you know what really bothered me is (laughs) I don't want to cast aspersions about Tyler Perry as a man based on this movie. But like I was like, this dude hates women. (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The women suffer a little bit in the movie. It's it's interesting because (laughs) like, geez, (laughs) like I was like, hold on a second. They made this oldest oldest sister. <laughs> of course, she was beautiful and light skin and rich. So she has to be evil, right? Mm-hmm. They made her like <laughs> mean for full for no reason for so half the movie. Mean. So mean. And I was mean. like, what? Like they made it look like her husband was the he's the old spice guy. The I old know. spice guy <laughs> is her husband. <laughs> She's just terrorizing this poor old spice guy who's <laughs> Siding with her family, even though he don't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> Mind your business, Old Spice. He's like, <laughs> like jumping on the family side. Everybody's acting like she's she's just this horrible person for no reason. I'm loathing her because nobody mm-hmm. offered her any humanity whatsoever. Didn't even see evidence of why Isaiah Mustafa's character would be into <laughs> her. And then... Revealed at a dinner table because you in a fight with your sister that you got ra- like we don't find out how, but little Bow Wow's your brother's son. <laughs> no, they say she was raped by her uncle, and I'm like, who's uh-huh. the uncle? Is it Joe? <gasps> Wait, was it Joe? 
Well, I was like, it can't be Joe, right? Like, that's the other Tyler Perry character. Yeah. No, it can't be. That's too fucked up. You know what? I bet it's someone who married into the family. I hope so, too, because then I was like, now Bow Wow has to deal with this incest incest thing. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Bow Wow was real dense in that scene. I was like, how do you? Oh, my God. When he's like. Well, who's the who's the you kid, watch then? the baby? So you watch that baby? <laughs> who's where's, the baby? Where's the baby at? Like, and she's I love like, you. Look in the look mirror. Look in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> look in the mirror. Like that was the emotional moment. I was like, no, 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 Tyler. The ha- the weight of this scene is not in figuring out that Bow Wow's the, <laughs> the baby exactly. of the rape. It's that she was raped by an uncle and that her fucked up sister revealed it at a table. Yeah. That's, that was where the emotion should happen. And that so no like, one has given her... Why didn't anyone love this girl enough exactly. to like, pursue her and mm-hmm. like make her feel better? Like, And then for it to then be later revealed that that child was the child of rape by a family member, that makes it even worse that no one consoled her. Yeah, And they totally. were like, talk to your husband about it. What's he supposed to do? He didn't well, rape he her. Said, he said, we're going to get you some help. And I was like, okay, finally. But I got to say, Bow Wow, Brian, Byron, Took it. Pre- he took it rather well. No, he took yeah, it too yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, he took yeah, it yeah, too yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. That made me laugh every <laughs> single time. That was so funny. Byron, Tiana Taylor, I usually hate that character. I really do usually hate that, like, stereotypical, like, baby mama mm-hmm. from the hood character. Because it always feel like, feels like men making fun of or, like, being derogatory toward black women in a way that makes me uncomfortable a lot, you know, just because it plays on tropes that like mm-hmm. affect mm-hmm. Our, us in real life. But something about the way Tiana was doing it was so endearing. I, don't I know. did. I, I found it really her. like um, I found it really funny, like in a way that I, I think she was adding so much to it. Like I mm-hmm. felt like she was bringing her own like humor and flair to it. Mm-hmm. And like, the part where she comes in with that hat and then he calls her a leprechaun. (laughs) (laughs) That made me laugh so hard. I was dying. But yeah, no, I know what you mean. I feel, I mean, I I feel like she brought something to it that was really different. And like, and she was so charming in Mm -hmm. comparison to Lauren London, which isn't fair to either of the actresses. So I don't mean to compare them that way, but it was like, there, there was nothing I don't know. It's again a well, misogynist movie because there was nothing written about Lauren London's character mm-hmm. that made it make sense that Byron Jr. would want to be with her in the first place. But I place. think that's a testament to Tiana Taylor who made an unlikable character. You're not supposed to like the baby mom. No, no. You're, no, you're not supposed to like the so baby mama or, likable or and, the current girlfriend, yes. though. And but, like, but I ended up wanting Bow Wow to get back with I, Tiana me Taylor. Me too. Cause she like, I can't, yeah, she like just really made it her own and you understood why Bow Wow was with her. Like Mm -hmm. with Kimberly, you're like, why would anyone be with Kimberly? Kimberly is horrific. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, Sabrina, Tiana Taylor's character wants her money. She's loud, but she's she's also a joy to be around. Yeah. She's really funny. (laughs) And also there's a baby, like she cares about him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It looks like to me. Yeah. Before we get into the summary, we should do yeah. our news media. News media. <laughs> so Tyler Perry. 
received. That's hilarious. I love the parentheses after. <laughs> Ellie Berry received an honorary Oscar. This was very exciting. I was like, we have our finger on the pulse. We um, sure do. <laughs> we're talking about the right thing right now. He is finally getting recognized. So at the 93rd Academy Awards on April 25th, Tyler Perry dedicated his Gene Uh-Oh Hersolt Humanitarian Award to anyone willing to reject hate and stand in the middle with him. In selecting Tyler Perry to receive the award, the Academy cited a cultural influence extending far beyond his work as a filmmaker. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And they talked about all the stuff that he's done for like getting all of his cast and crew vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you know, making it safe for everyone. And, um, I mean, I, I really liked his speech. I thought it was good. I thought he was like, I, I it made me... I feel like we haven't um, gotten into him as a person that much. And I haven't mm-hmm. seen that, like a lot of interviews with him. So that was kind of interesting to see after like being so in deep with his movies right now. Um, but I like the story he told. I thought that was very moving and he seems like a good person. Yeah. I think he's a good person. He's a good billionaire is what we're hoping. Yes, yeah. that's what I'm hoping. I mean, it seems like he enjoys his money, but not like in a flashy way. But then again, I don't follow him on Instagram. Maybe he is flashy with it. Oh my God. Well, no, we on, from what I've seen on his Instagram, that makes it to the shade room. I'm not here following Tyler Perry. <laughs> it's just that sometimes he's like, he, you know, he's, he's feeling himself. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he wasn't like, in perfect shape when he started out, you know what I'm saying? But every now and then, like, Tyler Perry will post a thirst trap and you've got to start reckoning with so much in your head. You got to you gotta start being like, okay, I'm attracted to Medea right now. And then, and then also, you got to be like, oh, and my mom and my church friend, like her church aunties are also getting a rocks off to this picture right now. That's really and confusing. And it's a very stressful, <laughs> it's a very stressful thing. What else? Well, because he got divorced during the mm-hmm. pandemic, right? So it's like he started, I think, working out. We saw one post where he was like announcing his divorce slash mm-hmm. he's working Mid-life out. Midlife crisis. Oh, oh also yeah. he's doing the yeah. body like ex revenge. Bad and like, yes, to be like, back. you shouldn't yeah. have left Tyler Perry. Mm-mm. Yeah. I mean, oh, okay. I wonder how much his ex got, actually. Were they actually married? or were I they think just... they were just maybe partners. That sucks. I thought they got married, be- right? I know they, they definitely had they a have baby. They a kid, yeah. Yeah, a man, Tyler Perry. <laughs> Which makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> Let's the kid's see. name is a, a man or a man, but I do think it, I, I really like a man, Tyler Perry. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, he did get married in 2009. Okay, okay. So now, now yeah, can I you remember. Google and see if she got any money? I mean, that's to like I'm a, curious. She, she looks like a, like an East African woman. If you divorce always, a billionaire, I always look for when they marry foreign Nigerian, like Africa. I'm Nigerian, so I'm always looking for like get you an African girl. Let's see, <laughs> you know. So I hope she got half them billions. I know. I mean, let's see, dude. I mean, he got Beyonce to come out all the way to Atlanta for a party. This is a big deal. Really? His, uh, I don't know for the was... opening of his studios. Mm. Beyonce don't go nowhere. <laughs> Tyler Perry says his longtime girlfriend will get her share of his wealth. Hmm. See, maybe he is. See, this this is the thing. I'm like, I think it's helping his cause as a good person that he would say she'll be getting money and it's fine. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like people avoid even talking about that kind of thing when yeah. they're super rich, too. Mm-hmm. I wonder how much she got. I I'm know. sure she got enough to never speak about it. 
Yeah. That's probably huge. That's oh probably- my God. Do you think like, you mean even speaking about their relationship? Cause I'd yeah. be, I'm, I'm very curious what is happening behind closed doors. Right. I, yeah, she, she, she knows what, what to be quiet about. There's an <laughs> mm-hmm. NDA. I'm sure. Honestly, I bet you he pays her enough to not even have an NDA. Oh yeah, we're like, just this like could all fine. go away, friend. She's not stupid enough to fuck up the money. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. Nicole. You know the part where they're in the mansion that's like for sale. Yes, I was wondering if it was his house again because it looked like that house. Ooh, I wonder. But then I was like, would he use it again? I feel like because he said he didn't want to. They messed up his house, so maybe he wouldn't do it again. But they oh, only so- they were only in that little part. So maybe. yeah, maybe it was. Yeah, he 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 used his own house in Acrimony um, okay. as like, the set for like, which is that makes wild. no sense. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I would no not reason. have all those people in my house. God damn! No, well, I don't think he realized. That. He was like, they messed up my floors, and it was yeah, like, like, oh, because right. it was um, why did I not? Why did I get married? It was a uh, Diary of a Mad Black Woman. His oh, first you're right, movie. You're right. So he didn't. Uh, I don't think he truly understood how many people would be coming in and out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the house was the house was nice. I that was another thing. I like didn't understand how one of the kids was so much better off than <laughs> every other kid. Oh my god, yeah. And like, there wasn't an explanation about why that was so or why she didn't help her siblings. I just didn't get it. Like, I know. if I were wealthy and selling multi-million dollar houses my little brother would not be a drug dealer i mean that's just, <laughs> right 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 yeah you'd, you'd have to assume but she's so angry at the family because mm-hmm. they which, didn't do anything to help her so why would which she help they should have told us uh, way before two minutes before a whole maury episode <laughs> <laughs> where maury's like literally doing an episode i'm like oh, i think they were yeah. just like do whatever you would do in real life because he like it was fully... a full episode <laughs> a full episode oh but, it made me so but this happy. is tyler perry this is what he does he will not tell you a reason why Mm-mm. you should feel for someone until maybe at the end and even then you might not even get it and a lot of it is like the morality play of it all where Mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, you, it's very clear. This person is evil. We do not like them. And then by the end, you're like, but the reason why was she was raped by her uncle. And then you're like, Oh, and so then it's like, it puts everything in perspective. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's not smooth. So it feels like very, it does feel like misogynistic to be like, and it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like, the illumination did anything to make the character un- more relatable or understandable because pardon my language i still thought she was a cunt after she <laughs> that, that they told me that well like, she had like, a okay. moment she had a moment but there's she- a reason as to why she's a cunt well but, then it, like imbu- yeah. like it shows something along the way like show a really sweet moment between her and her husband to explain why he would stay when through this obvious emotional abuse Mm. or like show her hug her mother even if it's when the other siblings aren't around and then she doesn't even get to see the mom until she's dead and that was not me they didn't get the moment like that was really sad they and that felt very punishing of the daughter it felt very Mm. like look you're such a shithead you don't even see your mom die when she'd been assaulted by her uncle and no one told her why she was in the hospital like she walks in the hospital like she's gonna be fine i'll see you later like 
and has that all sprung yeah. on her and it is really messed That's up. like it's like yeah I'm resentful of this family who is raised who is making me pretend that the product of my rape is my brother so no I didn't answer the phone call and now my mom's dead like that's that's yeah. things you should tell yeah. me it's not fair I like. and I mean there Kimberly. is that point in the beginning when Bow Wow was like um, I don't keep secret from you, mom. Just like you would never keep a secret from me. And then like, so, so in my head, I'm going, I wonder what the secret is. Yeah, <laughs> really was like, Ooh, a big secret's going to happen. Yeah, I know. I was like, slap me in the face. You know what I mean? Like, you could be a little subtler, my friend, you know? No, that's the thing about teleparty. No, no, Nothing no. is subtle. Okay. Well, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. We'll get into the whole movie. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little a person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Ooh, do you want to make your mom smile? Start Mother's Day with flowers or surprise her with gifts from the brand she loves. And guess what? It's delivered with the same day with DoorDash. Get 50% off your next order of up to $15 when you spend $15 plus on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now on DoorDash. And the promo code is NEWCOMERS. Listen, moms are a gift. I know that best. So give her the best this Mother's Day. Select from hundreds of expertly crafted bouquets to the best of tech to self-care essentials delivered right to the door. Get 50% off your next order up to $15 when you spend $15 plus on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now with the code NEWCOMERS. That's NEWCOMERS. Order using DoorDash today. Terms apply. Get a Mother's Day gift as unique as she is with DoorDash. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. 
Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. And we're back. Okay, so this movie was written by Tyler Perry. It was directed by Tyler Perry. It was released on April 22nd, 2011. Um, okay, so let's jump into this plot here. Okay. So Medea's niece, Shirley, goes to a visit at her doctor's office or a visit with her doctor at the hospital. She's joined by Aunt Bam, who's her aunt and Medea's first cousin. The doctor lets Shirley know that her cancer has gotten worse and she may only have a few weeks to live. After the appointment, Shirley asks Aunt Bam to call her children so she can invite them to dinner and let them know the news. I was like, wow. why can't you call your children? One. Also, I didn't realize that was like the first line of the movie and it takes us hours to get to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> also, we need to say that Aunt Bam smokes weed in the hospital. Um, she's fucking she hilarious. She's like constantly high. Yeah, she's and they let her say whatever she wants, the mm-hmm. actor, which I love. Does does marijuana make you grope doctors? Has that ever been a side effect? <laughs> Is that sativa or indica? I need to be. Yeah, I've careful. never smoked in a hospital, but so I don't. Also, know. she touched the doctor's chest and then she like turned her butt on the doctor. She was like, "Yup, he's straight." I was like, and "Wait, like, is this doctor?" Here's a boner. Yeah. That I was, was like, did this turn him on? This whole carrying on that's turned disgusting. him on. Okay. <laughs> okay, so Cora and Mr. Brown, our favorite characters from Meet the Browns, are also mm-hmm. at the hospital getting Mr. Brown a checkup. The doctor tells them he has to do a colonoscopy on Mr. Brown and they find a growth that needs to be removed. I mean, I think Mr. Brown is very funny. I think this character yes. is really funny. I just cannot, I can never wrap my head around this relationship between this woman who's the exact same age as this man <laughs> and supposed to be his daughter. And daughter. Plus she, I think, I feel like her calling him Mr. Brown also throws me off because it feels it's like that's what she's so saying to her husband strange. or something. She also calls her mother Medea. But also <laughs> in real life, they're married. That's what trying to find uh-huh. out the Medea family yes. tree led me to. So I was like, is he her husband on this, in this movie? Is he her dad? That's what you so think, confused. but that's her dad, who's the same age as her. She calls him Mr. Is Brown. She, is she <laughs> Medea's daughter? Yes. And and she and so, so Medea and Mr. Brown. That, so he's Medea's former lover? Yes, but yes. only for like 32 seconds. Yeah, which oh, she okay. also subtracts down to 14 by the time she's on board. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So he he pumped once and she dumped yes. him. Uh-huh. Got it. In a graveyard. But a baby came. A yeah. baby, but a baby came. came, yes. But yeah, why does she call Medea? Why does she call her mom Medea? I have, that's why it's confusing. It's, it's why and it's that's like, why I was like, I had no idea. Just mom. I know, yes. I know. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, Medea enters a drive-thru for a restaurant called Snacks. <laughs> Medea tries to order from the breakfast menu, but the woman working the window is uh, talking on her cell phone. Medea <laughs> demands her attention and tries to order again, but is uh, told she missed the cutoff time for breakfast. She has to speak to the manager only to find out the woman working the window is the manager. <laughs> Medea is enraged and drives her car into the restaurant with no repercussions. Nothing <laughs> happens after that. The only... 
the only consequence is that the girl who worked at the place later sees Medea and they is like upset. Like it's mm-hmm. like nothing, but that doesn't yeah, matter at that's all. That's it. I so I'm just trying to understand if if the woman <laughs> who who ran. Wouldn't you know that that's your baby daddy's great aunt? You're telling me you've never met Medea? Like, it's like you are related, basically related to her. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Medea is such a, you know, a figure she's you can't ignore. Just the, yeah, she's not your standard great aunt or whatever she's supposed to be to them. So, like, I'm sure Byron would have had stories about mm-hmm. his crazy ass aunt. And so, they all live in the same town. It's like you. It's, and it, can, it doesn't sound like it's a big town. Yeah. So, so, so aside from the fact that Medea never gets arrested, citations, nothing, <laughs> nothing. for destroying the car whole property of a chain restaurant, driving a whole car into a restaurant, literally nothing. The fact happens. that. Uh, the baby mom was she Sabrina she didn't know who she was at all was absurd and when she saw her didn't report her to the cops or anything <laughs> no no, no one did just it. wreak havoc the restaurant okay. doesn't even complain everything <laughs> so Shirley's children Byron Tammy and Kimberly arrive at Shirley's house for dinner Byron brings his girlfriend Renee oh I was mixing up Renee and Sabrina in my head okay mm. so Renee and his baby Byron Junior. Tammy arrives with her husband, Harold, and their two sons. Kimberly arrives with her husband, Calvin. Tammy and Kimberly argue when Byron's ex-girlfriend and the mother of his son, Sabrina, arrives. Sabrina is revealed to be the manager from Snacks, who wouldn't serve Medea earlier. Sabrina annoys Byron by addressing him as a drug dealer. Byron, Sabrina, and Kimberly leave the dinner with their respective families due to the constant arguing, arguing and Shirley doesn't get the chance to tell the family about her cancer. I'm like, at that point, you just <laughs> yell it you out. You just, I have <laughs> cancer. Um, also, I love that Sabrina's like, he's dealing dope. And then and uh, Aunt Bam is like, let me get a dime bag. And I was like, wait, <laughs> so we're using dope for just weed? I was like, yeah. dope is heroin. <laughs> like, do you want a bag yeah. of heroin? Yeah, dope is like an old, I feel like it's something older people would say about weed. Yeah, um, old people yeah. call it all dope, I think. <laughs> <laughs> they do. So that night, Byron is arrested by the police for failing to pay child support. Shirley goes to Kimberly's house to ask her to bail him out, and Kimberly refuses. Calvin helps with the bail. Wait, before that, the men have this conversation about how mean their wives are to them. And how they, how like, oh, one's like, I gotta uh, get divorced. That was when I was like, oh, this is a misogyny. Uh, okay. Okay, yeah. I'm cool with that. I'm I'm here. I'm clear. I'm like, because all like with the exception of Old Spice Guy, both you, Harold and Byron ain't shit. What are we complaining about? <laughs> oh, my God. I know. I'm like, wait, Harold is the one uh, who works at. Wait, where does he work? Like the car place or something? Yeah. Yeah. So and he doesn't discipline his kids uh-huh. or seem no, to help his like, wife. It's like the f- I'm not rooting for him at all when he's trying to, like, bring her flowers or whatever. I'm like, no, you're annoying. And like, she's kind of right <laughs> to tell you to fuck off. Like, it was just like, you're not a good parent and mm-hmm. she's not doing worse than you like it's i don't know i thought that whole thing was really weird and then with byron like i'm not to say that you know people in like formerly incarcerated people don't deserve another chance but it's like bro you just got out while i held your baby down while you Mm -hmm. were in prison like i get to complain about what you owe in terms of money while i raised your child and I'm the custodial parent like that. I mean, it just seems like a weird yeah. 
bashing woman session that wasn't necessary. No, mm-hmm. and you're right because we don't really get any of that from the women's side. Like we don't get to hear them say anything together or have like a moment that would balance that at all. It's truly just yeah. like um okay. The next day, Aunt Bam tells Medea about Shirley's cancer prognosis and the family situation, and Medea promises to gather all Shirley's children for another dinner that evening. She goes to Harold's auto repair garage where Tammy works with him. While there, Medea demands they go to the family dinner. She also scolds their sons for their disrespectful (laughs) behavior, which was fucking funny. She just slaps this kid. Oh, my God. It was very funny. Medea then tracks down Byron. As she arrives, Byron is being fired for arriving late after his night in jail. Medea demands that Byron attend the dinner. She then tracks down Kimberly, who's in the middle of showing a house to a real estate client. (laughs) And after Medea threatens and embarrasses her, Kimberly also agrees to attend the dinner. When she is disciplining the kid and she's like, you say thank you? And the kid's like, thank (laughs) you? Thank you? (laughs) Afternoon? The kids are so funny. his, with like kind of a smile creeping on his face being like thank you afternoon <laughs> I just I know I actually wondered if that was supposed to be like that or if they just started doing it back I think it was improvised Tyler. and it made me laugh so hard it was really funny I was so what would you do if you have never been slapped in your entire <laughs> life and you got to say whatever you wanted your entire life. Uh-huh. And here comes this six foot five <laughs> gray haired lady slapping the shit out of you. What With you swinging do? titties. I think it would shock me. And I'd be like, yes, uh, yes. <laughs> you definitely don't want to get hit again. Like, no, I, I, no, I think I would have been frozen silent too. Like, holy <laughs> 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 Uh, meanwhile, Mr. Brown loses a lot of blood after his procedure and the doctor asks Cora to donate. When she does, she finds out she doesn't have the same blood type as him, implying that he may not be her biological father. And I was I mean, like, wow. Dude, is that how... Do you, do you, I was about to say, I don't think blood type works, works like that's that. That's not how blood type works. No, uh, no. They didn't tell us that she was like O negative and he was AB or something. But like, maybe that's was... what they're trying to tell us, that it, it's like an impossible... Blood oh, like type sometimes I, would never work. You, yeah. You're gonna, they're gonna need to explicate for me. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that whole thing was so crazy, though. So like, she's, I mean, I don't know how old she's supposed to be at that point, like fifty or something, mm-hmm. and she's finding out that her dad is not her dad. But then we find out when she's on Maury that she was told that a couple of years ago that mm-hmm. he was her dad. So it's like they just started having this relationship. I don't know. Oh, so maybe that's why she calls him Mr. Brown, because she's always just been this elder to her. And then she finds out that Mr. Brown is actually her dad. And she's like, I don't feel comfortable calling him daddy. He's he hasn't been around. He's Mr. Brown. That makes so much sense that I'm almost like giving Tyler Perry props that I almost think he doesn't know that he (laughs) meant to put in there. (laughs) Like, like it makes so much sense. But you're like, oh, there's no way that was on purpose. Like, I Mm -hmm. feel like it's just like his name is Mr. Brown. (laughs) I have a question. Is is it understood that Medea was a thought? Like, no slut shaming. Just is it understood that Medea was getting around. I don't think that was ever said. I feel like that was no. so offhand, like offhandedly said in this, in this movie like mm-hmm. where she's like, well, just so you know, like it was like kind of thrown <laughs> in there to kind of explain why it's possible that Mr. Brown is not her father. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. It felt just like, 
a way to kind so of like because I'm wondering now it's like was Medea one of these naughty girls who then found Jesus because now all she does is quote scripture I feel like yes because she she's like had her license taken away so yeah. in Med- the beginning of Medea goes to jail it kind of explains. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, like, now I'm, I'm thinking about how they're making that show based on Medea as a 20 year old or whatever. So I'm uh-huh. like, so is she going to be like hot? Oh is she going to be hot? She, what, are we going to find out Medea? that she's like Wait, a stripper? That's really like, funny. I don't even know need, what to do I, with we that. We need more information about this series. I need to know if yeah. Tyler Perry is playing young Medea. I need to know if a man is playing Medea or if a yeah. woman is playing Medea. If it's a it's woman not who's be just like funny hot, in the same way, if a woman is playing Medea, I, I do agree. I feel like it needs to be a man, but I also feel like I don't know that it can just be anyone. Like it's Any such man, a specific right? thing to be doing. Are they gonna do like Martin Scorsese style CGI teeth? <laughs> oh my his god! Face and make him so young. That would be uh, so awful. Honestly, <laughs> I'm kind of here for it. I'll watch every fucking episode. Well, I'll watch it, but I'm not happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. Um, at dinner that night, Tammy and Kimberly argue, and Tammy reveals that Kimberly had a child at 13 years old. Already a huge reveal. Huge. Byron realizes that he is Kimberly's son and storms off. And no one reacts. No one helps him. That's a Tyler Perry thing where huge, heavy fucking secrets are revealed and everyone sits there and nods their heads. Mm -hmm. And and I'm like, so nobody's going to comfort the boy. No one's going (laughs) to comfort her. No one. Mom's not going to say, shut the hell up. (laughs) <laughs> to the sister. Yeah. I, ah! I know they all just let it happen. So Harold puts his foot down. This part was kind of weird to me and tells mm-hmm. Tammy to start respecting him after Medea's urging later that night, Kimberly and Calvin continue to fight. Calvin leaves the house with their son. Okay. So when Harold and Tammy, mm-hmm. when he's like telling her, like he suddenly starts yelling at her, like you need to respect me. And she, and he looks off at Medea like, he he, I'm doing it. Like, you know, it's like, it's like kind right. of like And she kind of gets like turned on. She like touches her collar and she's like, oh, I, I, oh, okay. She likes it. And then it's weird because she can see that he's being told what to say mm-hmm. by the two women over there. But she doesn't care. And she's just like, hmm, this is working for me. And like, you are putting me in my place, which like, why? She's like so but- strong. And it was so weird, right? Because none of the reasons that the absence of desire were resolved by his tone, right? Like, because she's mad he doesn't help with Mm -hmm. the family, right? right? So it's not like the issue is that he don't talk to her the way a man should talk to a woman. This, like, outdated notion of what that Mm -hmm. is anyway. But, like... He also isn't bringing anything different to the table. Why was this sexy? <laughs> I know. I don't know. Also, only one of their kids is at the dinner. I guess they couldn't get the other kid for that the day. Kids, like, has to go <laughs> there to was school. only one kid there. When they were like, oh run along, God. go upstairs. I was like, wait, only one? Okay. Also, funny. the night he brought her flowers and she's got like, cream on her face pure white pi- like piles she, of whipped cream yeah she goes to sleep like that and i was like I you're not gonna rub it in or wash she it off gets <laughs> in bed. and i was like so that's gonna be all over your pillow in one second like it's not it's not gonna get hard it's a pile i mean it was truly whipped cream uh so 
when Byron and Renee go to the drugstore, they say they see Sabrina on the t- the store's TV, which is funny because the <laughs> night before Sabrina goes, I need to leave and go to the TV station, which is like, wait, what? And then you find out the TV station is the set of Maury Povich. So she, she's doing an episode of Maury. Sabrina hum- humiliates Byron by publicly demanding her child support. This finally pushes Byron over the edge and he reluctantly decides to go back to drug dealing, which is so funny that he like looks at a TV, hears Byron. <laughs> and he's like gotta go deal drugs bye bye <laughs> also like what like why <laughs> why 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 Maury yeah, well I mean just, I was wondering about that <laughs> so so why Maury yeah cause I mean yes but then but also like why do, why be so insistent upon the fact that you are on the right track? That was I, I'm here for my son. Mm-hmm. Doing things for my son, and you catch a trash ass clip thirty <laughs> seconds on TV, and now you done forgot what your parole stipulations are. Like, what the fuck are we here doing? It's and so it's true. like, oh, is the job that he lost the only job in town? <laughs> yes, it's one or the like, other. You work this one singular job or you deal drugs. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, dude, become a male stripper or some <laughs> shit. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> Be an escort. Bow Wow was still cute back he then. He was. You know, I'm sure he could have, you know, smashed some old ladies for a little cash. What you <laughs> dealing drugs from? So, okay, Shirley's condition worsens. She goes to the hospital. Byron, Tammy, Harold, and Calvin arrive to see her. She tells them that she loves them and dies shortly after. <laughs> really in a very chill fashion. She's like, goodbye. Yeah. Medea well, she confronts- was like, where's Kimberly? And yeah. then she, they were like, not here yet. We called her a hundred times. She's never going to answer. And she's like, tell her I'm waiting. So I thought she was going to hold on until Kimberly got there and then die when Kimberly got there. Mm-hmm. But instead she said, I can't wait no longer. No. Oh, bye-bye. Why wouldn't you, if... Kimberly isn't answering the phone. Text her, hey, you need to pick up this time. It's about mom. It's serious. And then text her husband, who you all seem to love more than your sister. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Tell Kimberly mom's in the hospital. It's serious. Well, yes. Yes. I mean, it's like he was already there, right? Mm -hmm. then Then she gets there and he's like, she's dead. Yeah, and he goes, like, your mom died. She did. Your mom died. And I was yeah. like, oh, we messed that line up. It was not good. But then she, her reaction was felt really real. Everyone was crying mm-hmm. a lot. I was like, I was very impressed by all that. Mm-hmm. I, I find crying to be challenging. Um, but okay, so <laughs> in real life, not in real life, life. No, not in real life on camera, I'm like, uh, I'm thinking about 20 things. Okay. So Medea confronts the family after Shirley, Shirley's funeral. So Medea doesn't go to the funeral, by the way, which I thought was Which funny. is so wild. She was and like, the funeral oh, that was amazing. Noise. Oh, it was so good. That woman singing. Ooh, wee. Yeah, it was, it was beautiful. I was sobbing and it felt real. I was also crying. I too would not go to a funeral. Really? I I didn't I would never go to a funeral. You've never ever. been to a funeral? I've never been. Too huh. much or what? Um I don't know that grief is a thing that I can do well. 
And sure. I don't know. It's a thing that I can do in front of other people. And if you are directly related to the person, no one uh, directly to me and my immediate family has died. Um, but if I can't imagine having to be strong for other people when I'm also at my worst. So mm. I probably would not go. Like I would go maybe put a flower on my mom's grave or something, but I would not sit through a whole pro- program and then, you know, go to and perform a eulogy or anything like that. Mm. Um, I, I don't mean, think I'm strong enough. Well, I think your reason makes a lot more sense than Medea's. Than Medea's. Like, she literally <laughs> just said, too, it's, like, it's too loud. For all that. <laughs> I was like, it's too loud? I'm like, I was like, you a rude bitch. You are half of the noise. <laughs> by the way. Yeah, it'd probably be like she, your tits hitting the wall when you walk <laughs> in. <I'm> like, <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So she tells them Shirley was a peaceful woman who would not want who would not have wanted their incessant fighting. Medea confronts Sabrina about abusing Byron's money and tells Byron to get a respectable job. And she then tells Byron and Sabrina they need to work as a team to take care of their son. Uh, So she's putting everyone in their place. Yes. Uh, After addressing them, Medea tells everyone, Shirley didn't want them to know that Kimberly had been raped by her paternal uncle when she was 12, which resulted in her pregnancy with Byron. Medea urges Kimberly. Which is why she's telling everyone right now. Uh Paternal uncle. Paternal uncle. Doesn't that mean that he was related then? No. So it's her father's father's dad's brother. brother. But I mean, that is not married in. So it is her blood relative. Oh. Yes, but it's not part of Medea's family. No, yeah, but he's it, not but, part of Medea's family, but it but is it Bow Wow's incest. Bow Wow's <laughs> grandfather, right? Or Bow Wow's no Bow Wow's uncle. Uncle Bow Wow's uncle is also his daddy. Oh, so wait, Bow Wow's great uncle is his right. uncle, is also his, who's daddy. his daddy. That's Ooh, actually yeah. um, really horrible. Okay, yeah, <laughs> just to be like skipped like, over, and like, can it just be someone who's not in the family for the sake of this insane dramatic storyline? They're going to just throw in the last twenty minutes, like, <laughs> and also like he's he seems cool. Like I would have so many questions yeah. about you know ill. Like God forgive me for being this ignorant about incest, but I would have questions about illnesses, diseases, like. That sort of thing. Trauma on my mom. Trauma on mm-hmm. me. Abandonment issues. His what son, did we, like, is now a product of that. What did we do like, to yes. the uncle when we found out? Is he in jail? Was is he, he still living? From the family? Where is he? He did not yeah. have a single follow-up question. He just no. went like, wow, no one told me. My mom kept a secret. I'm like, you're missing the point. <laughs> yeah. Like, who yeah. cares that your mom it's didn't like, tell you wow, at this point? Your mom was raped as a kid by someone everybody yes. pr- protected, but even, either mm-hmm. protected or, trust, or he's, trusted. He's so. saying Loretta didn't tell him who he says mm-hmm. is his mom or whatever. So that's like, so like, you know what I mean? Like you are totally like no one told you is not the problem. The problem yeah, is right. your whole life is a lie. Like this is hard. Yeah. Um, <sighs> so Medea urges Kimberly to forgive her uncle for her own sake. Kimberly oh, and Calvin no, reconcile. That made me punch yeah, everything. I was like, I don't think she needs to forgive him. This is something she's been dealing with for so long. I think she needs like full therapy. Also, when Byron breaks up with what's her name, uh, uh, Renee, Renee, Raven. Renee, yeah, Renee. I was like, okay, this has been a long time coming because after she, I think, has heard everything and is like, oh my god, I just found out that my boyfriend is the product of rape by a paternal uncle. Yo, you got to do that drop. I was like, wait, girl, like, (laughs) 
there's so much more happening than right. for him to do a drop. And then I was like, what is the drop? Is it drugs? Is it money? What is the drop? It seemed, I, well, it it seemed really, like drugs to me. That was very subtle at the beginning when she's like, it's just one drop. And I was like, I okay, what? And then I felt like I had to hear it five more times. I was like, it's one <laughs> drop. One drop. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Okay, so the film ends with Medea, Mr. Brown, and Cora on Maury, which was a huge uplifting moment. Trying to find out if Mr. Brown is in fact Cora's father. Medea insists that he is, but Maury reveals he is not. Medea mm-hmm. is shocked. She runs off stage sobbing hysterically. That was hilarious. Ridiculous. I gotta say, what a beautiful parody of a Maury yes. show where the, yeah, the woman great. who's uh, saying that the baby is his just repeats herself. That's your baby. That's your baby. That's your baby. And then when Medea starts cursing, and I don't think I've heard Medea curse. No. Not but really. she starts Nothing cursing explicit. like the show. It's so funny to me that they bleep whole sentences. <laughs> and there's a really, oh my God, but she was just bleeping for the entire time. And then there's a really funny blooper where she's like, there's a security guard who comes out and she's like, you're blocking the camera. You're blocking the camera. No, you're actually blocking the camera. <laughs> we can't use this. Move or whatever. It was great. Oh, that is the so best funny. moment for me in that Maury Povich uh, parody was because it's always my favorite. The guy who desperately wants to be the father sees a picture of himself mm-hmm. next to the baby. <laughs> and the it. baby is so obviously not mm-hmm. his. One time, there was a white guy with a white woman and uh-huh. the baby was, was black, black. And he was like, it looks like me. She is Jamaican oh in her family. Or something stupid like that. And I, so I loved it. I loved everything. Not that Cora is a different color than... Uh, the doc or Mr. Brown, they're obviously both black, but that complexion difference was doing a lot. <laughs> and they just look nothing alike. Like, it's Ugh. so funny for that moment. It's literally perfect. I really liked this movie. Well, and then he goes, I did I think, too. Oh my God, me too. I think it was a blooper. I don't think it was in the thing, but then he goes, uh, when he's like told that he's not the father, he's like, he says he's like attracted to her and he wants to date her. And then she's like, what? Ew. <laughs> Which is great because they're married in real life. Because they're married. It's so fun to like shoot that. I loved it. I I did remember when I started to watch it, I was like, look, I'm about to watch a Tyler Perry movie. And I spent my last 15 years like on purpose avoiding it. (laughs) And like, and honestly, like within the first three minutes, I got out loud guffaws. Yeah. So. I feel very bad for having judged Tyler movies mm-hmm. in advance without having seen them because they're not any worse than most bad comedy movies. And totally, um, I found them really relatable. I found it fun- somewhat relatable, mm-hmm. very <laughs> absurd, but I had a good time. I yeah, good time. I also had a good time. This film did not receive any awards or nominations. Aww. <laughs> he often gets something. Mm-hmm. Um, critically, the film was not well received. It currently has 32% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Hmm. Well, I mean, up? that feels about right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I still laughed a lot. I laughed yeah. so much. However, some critics noted that it was the best Medea film to date. A critic, oh. <laughs> a critic from <laughs> Entertainment Weekly wrote, now that I've stated what feels like the inevitable complaint about Tyler Perry's tendency towards overly shrill, broad, bombastic. Let me say, while I was watching Medea's Big Happy Family, 
I couldn't deny that it plays. <laughs> yeah, audiences like the film for the most part. And this is always what it is, giving it a 74% mm-hmm. audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. And the film's budget was $25 million. That's a pretty, yeah, that's pretty for big for, for and Tyler. That's to pay for what? Be- Bow Wow yeah, and uh-huh. Taylor. And it ranked number two at the box office on its opening weekend. And by the oh, end wow. of its run, it grossed $53 million domestically. Doubled the budget? That's yep. not so bad. Nope. He, and he tends to do that. I feel like he makes the money back. So it's like, you know, you can't really say it, didn't, it was a failure. Mm-hmm. It's like you're making money. Yeah, none of his movies are failures. And also it's like very clear he's a playwright. Yeah. When, when it's writing, you know, he writes monologues a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like... You know, if if and I'm glad for him that he doesn't seem to care what the establishment thinks about his work. If he wanted to be doing more establishment worthy uh, or respected stuff, all he would have to do is like chop some dialogue in half and then insert some platform. The fact that like, I don't know, that the death happened off camera for one of the characters was disappointing to me, though. But like other than that, I mean, Mm -hmm. I thought it was... um, I thought it was great. I had a good time. I expected to come on here and be like, guys, this sucked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, going into this, I was like, we're gonna have fun. I honestly didn't realize how much fun I would have. Same. Yeah. Same. And I thought I would get sick of it eventually. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I, I want more Medea. I want more too. I figured by like eight in, I'd be, because I feel like by eight in, when we're doing Star Wars or Lord of the Rings, we're like, oh my God, uh-huh. we're only like, <laughs> it starts to feel like crazy. This is very fun. And they're each so different. And like mm-hmm. every week, I feel like we watch something that's, it's like it has a lot of the same components, but there's a totally different energy to it. Mm-hmm. And we have the oval coming up next. Oh, boy. Which is that one that <laughs> we saw <laughs> online. This clip oh was so nasty, God. right? I don't know if you've seen it, but it's this kid like jerking off to this woman very calmly telling him not to do it. And then he throws his cum at her. <laughs> what? It's not funny, it's but it's me? so wild. It's sick. And it's a it's TV also show. very silence of the lambs. What are we doing? It's, it's honestly so messed up. I'm so curious. We're going to watch the pilot of that mm-hmm. show. So I'm like, something crazy is going to happen in that pilot, of course. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I just, I love you Tyler Perry's brain. Tyler Perry represents um, a true step toward equality, which is that if we can celebrate open black mediocrity, we're in a place that we've never been before. And I, but I is it, it mediocrity? It's because I am thoroughly like- entertained by all, like I don't look at my phone, and when I miss something, I rewind not to talk about it on the podcast, but That's because true. I missed, th- I've missed chunks of Star Wars. <laughs> oh yeah, and it's you don't miss, and I'm like, and you're whatever, fine. yeah. Well, I mean, I recognize what you're saying and I agree, but I would like for it to sound like he cares sometimes. So like leaving (laughs) out the fact that that girl had been raped by an uncle for 40 minutes, Uh a hundred minutes, almost. It felt, I was like, but that's that's his thing. So in daddy's daddy's girls, daddy's little girls, uh, Idris Elba's character had been accused of rape and you don't hear about it till an hour into the movie and you're you like, like you know this what? character and then you find out that he was accused of rape and like went to jail i think yes and then mm-hmm. you find out it was all a lie uh-huh. like, later that like that the person falsely accused him so you're like i just went on basically the roller coaster of someone in his life at this point mm-hmm. that i thought it was real i don't like him anymore now mm-hmm. I, now it's not real so i have to reconcile with that like he he does that though and i do think it's like i think he th- oh my god 
This is a morality thing. So it's like we were judging Kimberly before we knew what Kimberly was going through. So it's like when someone is hateful and mean, maybe you have to dig a little further. I figured this it is, out. This is actually really interesting. Yes, but okay, that, go ahead, Ray. I agree that that's so, but that's not fair because it feels like if that's the lesson we are meant to learn, it shouldn't be me experiencing that. It should be the characters in the movie experiencing mm. that. You That's know such what I mean? a good point. It, yes, for me, fair. I shouldn't have to. <laughs> uh-huh. Like the only thing I had to go on was this beautiful, rich sister in this family was a cunt to everybody for no reason. And then boom, here's a reason. And then we see the family not respect this traumatic thing for her. Mm. And yeah. so it's like, it's I there wasn't a thing that I learned about myself through watching this. I learned that the writer of this movie has no problem dumping on this character and then revealing her most intimate secret in public and that the rest of them seem to continue to punish her for it. Like, no, I think that's such a good point because I do think when we talked about these movies with the sort of more morality play, like, you know, way of looking at it, like, okay, so we hate this guy, but then by the end we realize that he's good in these ways or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. he's not just evil. He, then he suffers and he, you're right though, that the characters in the movie never have the same realization that I'm having as Mm -hmm. the viewer. And that is a necessary part of the storytelling to say like, and then they respected her or they like, then they listened yeah. to her. I forgive yeah. you, sister, mom. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the mom part was there. Oh my Let's God, like, work through it. And the part when Loretta dies and then um, I can't remember the character's name comes. She's late or whatever. And she's just like, I'm so sorry. And we don't even like you, you just see the back of Loretta's head. And then it's just like, that's it. That's all she gets to mm-hmm. do is say, I'm sorry to a dead person. It's like body. Yeah, it's not fair. But it was funny. The movie was funny. The I movie still was to be funny. That's the thing. No, no, we can complain. We have like all these complaints, but we're like, I still liked it. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I, and I still thought it was really interesting. Like I was never yeah. bored. I wanted to see what happened yeah. next. So, you know. I also thought Loretta Devine's performance, I thought was like quietly powerful. I agree. I agree. I like her. Yeah. She 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 sure played tired. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, like I she think was that's like, what I mean. It was, was like quiet. Her like, eyes were oh fully boy, closed. She, she's not all right. She, she was she was just tired. She was tired. She was of so it, tired that she couldn't life. make a phone call. I need that you to call my right. children. You want to watch Ooh. all my children? That got me. <laughs> that's a good that impression. That's another thing. <laughs> Thank you. It's, thing. I was like, I love Loretta. Devine. I don't know if I like this or if I don't like this, but then by the end, I think I liked it. Everybody was stupid in the movie, (laughs) right? There was so many mishearing Mm -hmm. and like pun jokes. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just the Mr. Brown character. Like a bunch of people did it. And I was like, oh, everyone's stupid except Medea in this universe. I got it. Well, no, Medea does call DNA Dana. So yeah, that's true too. <laughs> you gotta find but the Dana. This is kind of the balance the that I find for myself, at least with accepting the misogyny, is that I'm like the characters are really fun to play. So I'm like, even if yeah. you are, there's the, even the really mean woman who was raped. It's like 
she gets to be like a total crazy bitch the entire movie, which is pretty fun. I don't know as an mm-hmm. actor, but I was worried about the little kid who was getting like the really little kid who was getting yelled at and stuff. And she's like, play with it this way or whatever. Like she was like yelling at him. And then she's like, the, the kid seemed to be taking it in. Mm-hmm. And I was just concerned that he was witnessing a lot of the yelling. Yeah. Yes. When he takes the baby, the baby looks like yes. it's in peril. And yeah. I was like, oh boy, this poor baby's going to have flashbacks to filming this movie and think it's his life. Yeah. I do have to say, I one yeah. time had to to make a baby cry and, and scream with a baby in a scene. And it felt so bad. I was like supposed to be yelling at my husband through a window with this crying baby. Mm-hmm. And the and I, and I'm like screaming and the baby wouldn't cry. And then the director came over and went, Look in the baby's face. <laughs> and it started crying. And then we went and I was like, this is this feels bad. Like I was really oh, worried no. that about this little baby. Um, but it was interesting to experience. Okay, so let's do some trivia here. So this okay. is um the eleventh film in the Tyler Perry film franchise and the fifth in the Medea franchise. Okay. The film was based on the play of the same name, which debuted oh. in 2010. Okay. Perry began writing the play after the death of his mother in 2009. Surely is based on her. Whoa. Okay. Whoa. Okay. And that was one year later this movie came out. Um, Cassie Davis wow. is the only cast member from the stage play to reprise her role in the film as Aunt Bam. Huh. Okay. So I guess Mr. Brown wasn't in the stage play. Oh, he might have been too busy doing Meet the Browns. Yeah. Tell that Perry point they keeps these people working. But yes. also to to be fair, the Brown storyline felt a little extraneous in this film, so yes. it makes sense that he wouldn't have been in the stage play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the film's official marketing campaign included posters featuring Medea in spoofs of popular movies and TV shows such as Black Swan, The Godfather, <laughs> True Grit, and Jersey Shore. That's hilarious. Wait, scroll I down. You have to see Black this. Swan. Okay, wait. I'm going to share These my screen. Are great. The the God the Godfather one is great. Like I'm excited to watch Medea be <laughs> serious. Georgia Shore. This Georgia is Shore is glorious. Yes. Also, True Grits. <laughs> this is amazing he is very funny he's so funny i (laughs) like it feels like i have to keep being surprised every time but Mm -hmm. he is like he's genuinely funny i gotta figure out how to get in one of these movies i was wondering a little bit through some of the scenes if he had ever been a stand-up comic yeah i don't think so i I don't think his background is all plays Plays. and 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 being in them but because he writes jokes in a that would if this that would be like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's a very like basic, like standard uh, stand up. You're right. Template. It was I fun. wonder if someone huh, I mean, it's too late now, but if someone just like walked or someone like edited Tyler's movies, like uh-huh. they might be like masterpieces because no, he I is think they would smart. be. He is the right idea. He is he good. Just, he 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 makes he extends monologues to or extends dialogue too long because mm-hmm. it turns into mon- monologues. If he truncated a lot of stuff and then filled in more backstory, Big Happy Family could have been this like really incredible film about you know kids having to come to get. Well, it would have been soul food actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I will say, here's one joke that went on for too long. When was it? Is it Joe, the other character played by Tyler Perry? Yeah. Is it Uncle Joe? Yeah. When he's like, Uncle help Joe. me. 
help me. And everyone's like, finally, like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, the floorboards, the joists are saying, help me, because y'all are too big. <laughs> I was like, that, that was such a slow burn for such like a mess. Yeah, joke. we worked too hard for so little. I don't love that character. I kind of feel like I don't, I don't think I him. like him either. Yeah. I would love him to retire Uncle Joe. Because I just, I love Medea so much that I'm like, who is him? No, we don't need this. I agree. It sort of like takes away from Medea a little bit. I'm like, we don't really need this other Tyler Perry in costume thing. Like, I really just like the Medea character. The Mm -hmm. one. It felt a little the clumps. Yes. And there's another movie where he does like a bunch of them. Yes. he. In Which movie is that? Diary of a Mad Black Woman where he's like five people at some point? Oh, no, thank you. Yes. He, pl- he plays like him- he plays that. like himself as like a handsome mm-hmm. man. Then he's like Medea. He's Uncle Joe. He's somebody else. I don't know. It's a lot. Yeah, I don't need it. I don't need I it. I always like when he's himself, personally. I, <laughs> I would love for him to just do like a definitive Medea family tree. Like if you could just <laughs> that would be nice. It would be very helpful for I mean this podcast and my life because <laughs> I'm going to continue the next Medea movie that comes out in theaters. I'm going. Oh my god, me too. What's that? What's that show that they find your roots? Oh my god, that would be so funny with Medea. Yes, (laughs) that would be so funny. It's the Harvard professor. God forgive me for forgetting his name now. Gates. If she went with Henry Louis Gates and found her like genealogy, and we've met all the Medeas <laughs> in her family, I would love. If and she they did go that to like parody. black and white photos of like him as other <laughs> yes. variations of Medea, and it's in every grand every grandmother or great grandmother is just the Medea in a different <laughs> outfit from a different era. It would be amazing. That would be so funny. I feel like he's probably going to do that for you. I mean, that's kind of like the Maury thing. Like, you could just put that into one of those movies yes. and have it just be like yeah. a side thing. Oh yeah. Oh, just my God. Okay, well. Tyler Perry. Uh, we're coming to the end of our show, sadly. <sighs> I mean, we could talk about it forever. But, Ray, do you have anything you want to plug? Obviously, the cast, which is great. Yes. Um, and we have an episode with you, Miss Lauren Lab. It's coming soon. It's very fun. Um, which is going to be fun because she talks her expertise and uh, we learn a lot and it gets really intense. It does. But, oh, um, intense. The podcast, <laughs> not intense. We fought. You know, she, I'm intense and she went with me. Oh, okay. Was, I love it. Um, but uh, so we have a podcast called The Cast wherein we watch random clips of, you know, historic moments in reality TV and we build the greatest cast of all time according to who we would like to invite onto our cast on um, that podcast. Uh, um, based on that, I don't know English, whatever. <laughs> and, and, uh, but it's fun. And it's mostly just us really discussing our favorite reality TV moments from childhood that, you know, you look at very differently when you're 33. Like how when I thought... Diddy was hilarious for making them get cheesecake when I was 13. And then you're an and adult. Now you're that like, I'm no. 33, no motherfucker, you walk against that cheesecake. <laughs> that sort of thing. Um, and please, please, please watch um, uh, a Black Lady sketch show on HBO Friday nights at 11 p.m. Um, also watch season one because I really like residuals. And season two, <laughs> Please enjoy yourself. We worked really, really hard, it's and it should be already a blast. so funny. I watched the first episode, and I gotta great. watch it. I, oh, the yes. first season was so good. Oh my god! Obviously, yeah, yes. fantastic. You were in it, Miss Nicole. I know. Girl. I'm like, wait, you playing humble? 
watch my episode so I can get some residues. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> um, and now comes the time that everyone looks forward to where I say it's time for our five hallelujahs. Uh, this is our five star <laughs> review segment. And so this uh, review comes from a fish 28. If Nicole does not play Medea in Mabel, series i will riot if this podcast has taught me anything it's that nicole was born to play medea in the new showtime series please direct me to the petition because i will be signing if someone has a petition going we, so we will promote it so please yes, uh, yes. Let, us know. let us know if there's a petition i want it and then someone uh vivian p chen says 20 episodes please i've been a listener since season one and this third season has gone above and beyond the genuine delight that lauren and nicole feel watching <laughs> tyler perry movies makes last season's entertaining but clearly painful lord of the rings deep dive worth it i was unfamiliar with tyler perry's work before this podcast and lauren and nicole are the perfect guides for sharing the mad genius that is tyler perry we want more episodes don't stop at 10 Thank you guys. So please go yeah, out there and you. give us five stars and leave a review. We will read more every week and we'll be back next week with the oval, I believe. Um, and yes. if you always want, if you are curious what we're watching, we tweet about it. Uh, Headgum tweets about what the next thing is going to be. If you want to watch with us. So be sure to check that out. And thanks so much Ray for being here. That was awesome. Yes, Thank you so much. This was so much fun. Yay. Thank you. I had a blast. Honestly, this was great. Okay. Bye. 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 <laughs> was a HeadGum original.